This episode is brought to you by Alberta Podcast Network. My name is Kenny Buller, and as the host of Second Floor Podcast, we are extremely proud to say that we are partners and affiliated with Alberta Podcast Network. Enjoy the episode. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Second Floor Podcast. I'm here with someone very special to me and, and very near and dear in my life, and that's uh, Tanya McDonald, Forbes Magazine's 2030 <laughs> Baker of the Year. Fort Saskatchewan Forbes. <laughs> hey, you know what? We got to start. We got to start somewhere, start right? Uh, yeah, I just want to first of all acknowledge the fact that Tanya out here is. Uh, somebody you know very close to me in my life who is actually very willing to take the first step in um, you know like taking the step to be willing to interview me and then put me on the hot seat and for our listeners who've been uh, you know following our journey since three years ago you guys know that we like to you know every year or so switch switch roles a little bit and uh, have someone close to us in our life ask us questions so that way you guys uh, listening can get a little bit more caught up with you know what we're doing in our lives and what's going on in our minds right so you know if this episode is something that you really resonated with it would really mean a lot to Tanya and I if you not only followed sweet K&A and ordered all of your cakes and ordered all of your special treats from her but also if you just shared with us a you know quick review shared it with a friend that you feel like will resonate um, as we continue to grow and elevate to the next level with second floor podcast we uh, really appreciate you guys tuning in and just being able to share uh, the podcast to more audience members um, I also, before I give the reins to Tanya, I want to make sure that um, I let everyone know uh, where we are. And that is the one and only place where you can actually have a cigar indoors. We are inside of Q Cigar Room right now, uh, just on the you know cusp outside of Edmonton, Alberta, uh, really close to the River Creek Casino. And you know this place is very special to me because they believed uh, in our journey and they believed in you know our story where we like to bring on people who are very passionate about um, their health and fitness journey. And you know I had uh, you know the owner of Q Cigar Room allow us to be able to be present in here, where you can see we have all the way out from Mexico, this beautiful Cohiba cigar displayed in front of us where you could actually come in here and and smoke one indoors with your friends. And, you know, something that's pretty unique about this place is, you know, you're actually able to have a cigar anywhere between like 30 to 90 minutes. You could have a whole cigar to yourself with your friends. And, you know, what's special about this is, um, you know, it's one of those things where I, I feel like if you're anything like me, where you always need something in your hand, hence the little tiny microphone, um, you know, this is something where you can loosen up a little bit and come here with your friends, do your business meeting here. So uh, if you're anything like me, where you like to support local as well as like Tanya, um, you know, plan your next hangout plan your next date and come on down to Q Cigar Room and take a look at the wide variety of different cigars you can choose from when you're here. So um, that's our quick shout out. That's one of our favorite sponsors. And we'd like to now give Tanya the microphone and uh, put me on the hot seat. Let's go. Oh my God. I think uh, let's take a moment though. First, we are on Treaty 6 land, I believe. Absolutely. We're on... Uh, and like smack on it so that's pretty special also uh so i wanted to start by saying why i had suggested this because i think i've had in the past relationships where people are like you should do a podcast you should you know and watching people stop and listen it's always a chemistry thing i don't have that with everybody i'm an extrovert to the for the most part but I don't have it with everyone and I think the same is said for you and I is that I wanted people to see why I have a low-key obsession with Kenny <laughs> <laughs> we're coming out we're admitting it we're coming yeah. out <laughs> this is this is to show everybody why our platonic love affair works uh on paper we shouldn't 43 year old 
baking housewife at the time I wasn't interested I still wasn't interested in opening anything but under encouragement your excitement is so contagious uh, overwhelming to some I think not to me <laughs> uh, it's hard not to delve into the dreams Kenny will put out there hence why sweet K&A now exists full-time well, I, I wouldn't take all the credit, right? I mean, at the end of the day, I find what we do is, you know, by, by we, I'm talking about personal trainers and, and those who get to be a part of every single step someone takes in their personal life. It, it's special to me that you're able to word it like that, Tanya, but do not discredit the fact that none of that would have been possible without, you know, your efforts, you know? And I, the, the really unique thing about this is just recognizing that I got to see Tanya day after day three times a week as my client go through the motions of setting up your business now so as much as i do appreciate you involving me in that process it uh it takes yourself to take that first step but yeah i'll be honest it is very cool to still be able to have been part of those mm -hmm. you know strategic conversations yeah. and you taking things to the next level right this episode of the second floor podcast is brought to you by edmonton community foundation the foundation acts as a bridge between donors and charities to create a strong, vibrant community for generations to come. You can start an endowment fund yourself or with a group. Once it reaches $10,000, it can start distributing. Vital Signs is an annual checkup conducted by the Edmonton Community Foundation in partnership with Edmonton Social Planning Council to measure how the community is doing. This year's focus is on millennials. Learn more at ecfoundation.org. Well, and I mean, I lovingly call this your entire group, and it's citywide. It's not just citywide. I mean, you guys spread far. Look at where Christina's looking to set up shop. You know, I consider her in this group uh, the circle. This is a sacred circle of these incredibly, I've told you this, I have never met people so motivating and all excited for each other before let me say this a normal group is for me housewives sitting drinking wine eating and i say being seeing it bitching and complaining but to have a group that i will say i circle around i'll stick my toe in there once in a while with you guys but to have those kind of people surrounding me supporting it makes things feel a little bit more reachable uh, whether it's through all of your personal trainers that work under you uh, at good life i mean i've come to love and adore them also all of them including <laughs> brandon right <laughs> yeah, exactly you caught what i was throwing but also to know you know <clears throat> What other kind of group of friends can I say? Do you know a web developer? And you pull your phone out, he'll talk to you after we're done our session. You know, I I have I'm from small town Saskatchewan. You're nurses or farmers' wives. So this to have this group of people, I'm gonna say at my disposal. If you guys are watching this, I don't mean it how it sounds. <laughs> but to have access to everybody is such a beautiful thing i hope they all let me feed them well I, I find even when you say that it's one of those things where it's a cliche thing to say again but it's like your network is your net worth mm -hmm. and you know i try my best to live by this where if there's anything you want to invest in yeah sure there's stocks now there's nfts there's uh this this new virtual universe called the metaverse <laughs> where you should invest in because snoop dogg's in it but i mean besides <laughs> that's a whole other banter how I, I know what to google when i get home right so it's one of those things now where i recognize that you need to ask yourself what am i doing to invest in others not just for the sake of your point oh i want to be able to like utilize what you do for a living and have it cost me a whole lot less no that's that's not the reason at all it's mm -hmm. just the sake of recognizing that you can't do everything on your own yeah so if sure something comes with a price tag then you're even more excited to be able to be like hey of course I'd love to support your business or I'd love to support what you do to help me out. Yeah. But who better than the people that understand all aspects of you in your life to help 
shape that into something and that's why with what you're mentioning if anyone's not too sure aware we got to get q films omid involved with the you know beginning processes of your yeah. your business launch yeah. through creating a website but i would argue that because omid knows who you are through me and just getting to know you as well through our circle yeah he has even better ideas he has even you know just a, a whole better grasp of how to actually wow you as a client and that's why i mean i'm sure it's pretty common in general when people want to like get something done they will lean more towards someone they know or someone they know will tell them who they yeah. should go to yeah. but that's why it's very important for anyone out there in business or in building relationships and i'm a big believer in anyone doing any type of job you have to hone in on relationship building you got to build towards that because yeah. once people get to know who you are what can get created out of that is, in my opinion, it's magical, right? So this is a great segue because I've had a few things in my head. I wanted, you had asked me, do we want to uh, follow along your post of doing the five goals? Mm -hmm. Cliche. We can talk about that another Very time. Very cookie cutter, right? Very cookie yeah. cutter. <laughs> so I was driving and you know this. It's time to come out of the spiritual closet to everybody on <laughs> that listens to your podcast. I am a spiritual person. I believe that I believe there are forces that are suggesting things to me. Uh, everybody has their own way. I follow my intuition tightly and I have to because I've learned lessons that when I don't, uh, yeah, things go awry. Uh, for years, I've been not wanting, I, I am not opening a business. I am not that bold. I like a steady income. Everybody does. But I'm not opening a business. And it was like the last now two, just over two years, It what happened is what spiritual people call, you know, tower moments your world just comes crumbling down. The, you know, government came in and said, we, we will be doing layoffs to the corporation I was working for. <laughs> Happened. You know, I uh, shook up my main circle, right? Which you've been integral in stepping in and making sure the circle stayed intact. But just all of these big moments that people would just sit and think, fuck my life, this stuff just keeps happening, mm -hmm. was I have been able to make through because I say, it's all because I was denying my soul's purpose of baking. I told you this, last year, this time last year, once I decided, you know what, it's time. I am not looking forward to going back and working in the dirt. I love it, I still do love nature but i was not looking forward to going back i mean i had my niece hired on she was coming this was for all intents purposes going to be a great summer mm -hmm. but i was not looking forward to it i decided we were doing the bakery bradley and i and the next day my boss called me and told me that my land was being reduced my job was going to be made like 95 percent easier and things just have fallen into place after that. So I think when you deny your intuition, the universe or you, you will find ways to see that you're being told you should, but hey, what about this? And you get a good kick in the ass from it. So driving along, that was a long explanation for this. Driving along, this word resistance popped into my head yesterday. Uh, I mean, I think all because I worked on collecting my outfit for today. Once that was all into place, yeah. <laughs> got my hair done again. Once resistance. It was once you knew you're like, okay, this is actually going down. Yeah, like, yeah. Doing this thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I was never comfortable sitting and talking about five goals. My goals are pretty obvious. Uh, you know, <laughs> just ask me, I'll tell you. But I think it's more interesting for us to talk about the word resistance and how as a personal trainer as a human a very compassionate human let's say do you push through resistance 
because I think this is why we work because in the past I you know I have had somebody who wanted this for me and wanted to be the encourager but couldn't handle the the time rightfully so everybody has their busy lives but the great thing about what's worked with us I think is uh, you've taught me to roll with punches time changes like I've just become a uh, listen two years ago you telling me we have to change our time on a Friday for the Sunday would have thrown me into a complete tailspin but I just roll with it and uh, I think all humans are resistance to change but how do you think you have managed to push through to break that resistance to change break the resistance to get my ass off the couch daily 5k who the fuck am I like that's how I feel when I'm on there who the fuck am I thinking I'm gonna do 365 days 5k every day I mean somebody out of the two of us thinks it'll be increased to a six and a seven it will be <laughs> But tell me how you push through, uh, not just training resistance, like from your clients, but also personal resistance. Do you give space? Do you, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I feel like I, that's a really great question. And overall as a theme, I would argue that resistance is something that I had as a constant driving force in 2021 that made me realize how badly I want what I want. Mm. Um, so when you say that, I'll tell you the first thing that comes to mind, Tanya, is recognizing, for instance, when I get told that it's too early for me to be a divisional manager mm. for good life, let's say, mm. and I go through the motions of being interviewed for that position, and I get told, no, you're not ready yet, in the nicest way possible. Yes. I mean, you know, it's, let's be honest, I find I'm very taken care of by good life. But on the topic itself, once I get told no, how do I handle that no? Mm -hmm. Do I throw a fit, put in my two weeks, and argue that, oh, this company doesn't believe in my potential right now, I'm out. And let's be honest, sometimes if that keeps happening, that will start playing into us feeling checked out yeah. and there were moments where sure I felt that way however the job's not done yet so you need to ask yourself real quick that if you for instance want to run a marathon you want to do 5k a day right now what happens if your legs start to hurt three kilometers in but you wanted to run it okay well walk it just because today you failed to show up you going through the motions of actually showing up for the 3k is better than not doing it at all so I'm going to relate that to my own situation with dealing with resistance through not, let's say, getting a position that I thought I was ready for yet. Yeah. If I were to get upset about that and leave, I would not have been able to, over the time since then, develop a deeper understanding of what I need to do to get there. Yeah. And also, I would not have realized that, you know, there's still so much more growing and development I need to do prior to actually being in that position where it's going to be a walk in the park. So if you're anything like me, where you're constantly pushing through resistance yeah. because you are always wanting to be challenged, you're always wanting to like have more responsibility. And let's just say part of that status, the other part of that is you needing to feel like you're constantly making a positive difference. Well, Besides the money and besides the title itself, ask yourself, well, what am I doing right now without the title that will get me ready for it? Yeah. Or that will almost, when the time comes where that spot needs to be filled, the call will come my way and be like, hey, like you've been showing us, you've been showing to yourself that you're really capable of being able to lead an entire province. Mm -hmm. So now when I look at that from the jujitsu perspective, again, I lost Tanya three times. I had many resistances that came my way in the biggest competitions in all of the world in jujitsu. Losing three times, what that does to someone's ego, trust me, I was through it. It breaks you. However, you got to ask yourself, I, my, it's not over yet. 
and I got to put a lot more work in until I actually can prove to myself that I belong here. So, yeah, I mean, when you ask me how I deal with it is I love finding ways to get uncomfortable. But then that that that's not finished yet is once I'm uncomfortable in something, I need to ask myself, when am I going to start to turn this level of like anxiety that I feel from being uncomfortable into something where I feel so confident doing it, where it's like I'm, I could do it with my eyes closed. So then once I start noticing that, I have to ask myself, what's the next challenge, right? And let's be honest, let's also factor in the fact that I still work on it is like praising myself and like pausing for a second to be like, okay, let's just push back on that resistance. Let's, let's take that bar down and let's just realize what we just did. Yeah. You know, even with you and me, when we'd hit a new PR, like that's pushing through a new level of resistance, yeah. taking a second to acknowledge what we just did because that's a big win. That's something that we weren't able to do a week or two ago. Or we tried, we failed, but then we realized we're back up on the high horse. I mean, and adding to our, like, we've been working together now since, what, September? Mm -hmm. We started. I think it was, like, September 18th of 2021. About a year and a half. year and a half now. We've been through shoulder issues now forearm issues i mean the chronically tightened muscles recently or you know diagnosed in the last six and a half years for me has caused us issues but the special thing about i'm gonna say you but i mean us is uh for as frustrating for me as it was because we had so many gains in that first six to eight months because it was the spring that the shoulder kicked in that we solely went strength and conditioning so i recently had somebody say to me uh and somebody who's in the know of you know fitness and that say every day tanya and i said yes every day for like won't you take a break i said if a break is needed a break will be taken that's what the 5k right yes yeah 5k so but i'm worried about you injuring yourself and i said the 5k is not the only thing that's a 5k every day that's a one session we're down to now of you and i strength training i'd like to get that up more we'll see what with the course that's twice a week kickboxing to move those muscles that's you know five to seven days a week of rolling the chronically shortened muscles out and moving what kicked my ass to decide to do this wasn't just it has gone from i want kenny proud of me i want kenny proud of me i want to be proud of kenny that's the relationship we have but it was over christmas you know a cold knocked me on my ass and i didn't move out of my bed for two days straight and i could hardly walk after I've had that before and I just went whatever this time I knew I could recognize for the amount of work we've put into me both of us that I knew that I had to move every day it was just not a normal oh I know I need to move every day it was a fuck this I'm going to move every day if I take my dog out it's for 5k if I get down into that treadmill it's for 5k if I have to do it after kickboxing class, that's what happens. So I, I love that you share that because there's a couple of things I want to just take notice of, right? Is mm. whenever anyone decides to, let's say, accomplish a goal with their physical fitness and they do it, mm. well, guess what? I want everyone to just listen to what you just said. The job's not done yet. It's not over, right? Yeah. If anything you develop such a strong level of mental and physical confidence that yes, you accomplish a goal, but now you find to your credit, very unique ways of recognizing that, okay, how can I do this every day? So I did it with Kenny three times a week. Awesome, check yeah. the box. Yeah. Okay, life happened, needed to bring it down to two, which you did. Yeah. And then you eventually brought it to one, 
But then you decided, not me, you decided there was other opportunities like kickboxing (laughs) that I offer. You're like, hey, I'll do that. Yeah. It's more affordable, but it's also another opportunity to move. Now, here's the beautiful thing. We're down to training once a week and then you got kickboxing twice a week and I'm not going to repeat the the list you just made. But the point I'm trying to make here is you're starting to now make decisions for yourself, Tanya, Mm -hmm. that... Let's just say, I love how you even worded it, a year and a half ago, you never would have even fathomed the idea of doing it. No. And I think this is what's so beautiful about the the element of investing in your health or your fitness, your mental health, you name it, is start somewhere. I mean, the sad reality is people think that they have to get to your point where they're like, all right, 5K a day. But it didn't start there. It started with, you know what, buckling down, going, hey, you know what, my body's in pain. Let's start with physio. Let's go there. And you did that for several years. Mm -hmm. So what's nice is like we're witnessing you compounding this very like exciting result of you where every trainer that is, in my opinion, one that's doing it for the right reasons, wants to applaud their client who eventually becomes their friend and eventually becomes such a close person in their life where it's like, hey, like you're doing exactly what needs to be done right now. And then eventually there goes the leash. You know, then eventually there goes you feeling like you have to pay your hard-earned dollars for it because now you've created a system that just works for you. It's just part of your lifestyle. And then I was sharing this with another friend of mine where we were talking and we were just like, you know what? Like, it was actually one of our trainers at Good Life. Like, people don't have to choose a specific way of training. At the end of the day, you moving your body, whether it's that dance class on Friday at Good Life or on Wednesday, it's that kickboxing class you do with like your, your trainer or on Tuesday, Thursday, it's you walking with your kids move your body mm-hmm. right like do it in any way shape or form and that's why i even almost like I, I i carefully watch myself where yeah sure we all want to do it as trainers like oh that person's doing the movement completely wrong yeah sure we want to cr- like correct it if it's gonna hurt them yeah let's honor that but you know what if buddy's doing his bicep curls like this he's doing it completely <laughs> wrong and he's not gonna hurt himself him moving his body like that is far better than him sitting on his ass on the, at home watching netflix doing nothing like that's the idea of movement and how you just mentioned like developing the confidence to like show up in front of let's just say 80 percent of the people in the gym who do look like they know what they're doing or they're doing it for a competition let's honor how intimidating that is but like we're in a point in our life now where i mean someone like you doing it just shows that there's no excuses to get up and move and i just wish especially through what we've seen through COVID and we could go on a huge banter with that, but that's every conversation is like, (laughs) move your body, you know, find a way to like do it. But even if you need to start with getting off the couch for 15 minutes and that's your start when you're over 200, 300, 400 pounds, that's a win, right? That is a win. And anyway, I could keep going on about that, but I just wanted to share like how beautiful it is that you have gone to this point. And I want every one of my clients and any one of other of our team's clients eventually graduate and be done right and then now it's just it's a part of their lifestyle and 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 i want to honor this like look and see what it does to your kids Mm -hmm. you know you are now 12 days in running 5k a day tanya and you have your kids coming downstairs with you like it this is one book i'm reading by brene brown and it's called called daring greatly and it's talking about how parenthood and parenting isn't necessarily stemmed from what you say to your kids. Yeah. It's it's the, the actions you take and what you say to yourself and how you treat yourself where the kids are going to pick up on that, mm-hmm. right? So if you just got upset that your friend can't hang out with you anymore, and you're going in the house and you're like, well, she's a total bitch for not hanging out with me. <laughs> you know, how dare she, you know, had something else to do. This is ridiculous. Something urgent came up. She always does this to me. Your parenting, whether you realize it or not, if you're saying that in front of your kids, because yep. now if you go to your kid one day and <laughs> your kid goes, oh, you know what? No, mom, I'm not her friend anymore because she couldn't hang out with me. And then you go, honey, you know what? That's You have to understand, like, people might have had an emergency come up. It's not because she doesn't want to hang out with you. Like, something probably serious very happened. But she's going to go to you and go, well, what about you? That's how you reacted the other day. So, like, I'm sure you as a parent, you've probably been through these situations, but we need to recognize that, like, what we say and how we show up has a huge impact on the people we then bring into this world. And if we want to want to make this world a better place, it starts with whatever's going on in our own household. 
because your your kids are living breathing versions of how you're coming off in front of them you know yeah i think it's important too to uh note and i'm very honest about this my children teach me i mean you've watched me have tears about ada's best friend moving away and she, yeah she had her moment crying on my lap broke my heart but she's also like very of course she's going to make more friends mama of course and but penny and i will always be best friends and we're going to talk and like just the level of maturity she shows just through that one situation and i'm sure you won't mind me sharing this and this comes from like you and i both having this where like we get really attached to people so when you hear your own daughter say that and when we struggle with like let's say a friend leaving or we think of like leaving the city or something of the like yeah. it's like oh like we, we feel like the act of leaving somewhere is just gonna break that bond yeah. and how beautiful it is for your daughter to be like hey she's gonna move on so am i but i'm sure still to this day you told me last week they're still communicating with oh, one yeah, another right yeah i mean think i mean technology is totally different than when you know 40 years ago if a friend moved away a friend was gone you're like yeah see ya <laughs> nice knowing you i'll send a postcard every yeah. christmas once a year yeah 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 i might call you on my rotary phone <laughs> <laughs> we still have one by the way <laughs> so i wanted to point out a couple of things so uh we have someone in in common uh raj has sat and done the podcast quite a few times. And I remember, I think it was the last one he did sitting with Omid. And he said, uh, there will always be more. There will always be more love out there. There will always be more. And it made me think of a time I said to him, how do you fit it all in? How are you? And this was after the new locations opened up and everything. How are you and Craig running four locations? He was teaching classes on Saturdays at that time. Uh, four kids and a wife at home how are you doing it all and he says who does it all mm. who is nobody is able to do it all you prioritize but the interesting thing that's happened is prioritizing myself in this last year and a half with you because we'll say it I mean I was in a bit of a funky tailspin until you and I started working together prioritizing yourself somehow makes everything else fall into place that you do actually find the time and energy for it last night 8 40 not doing the run i'll do 10 tomorrow who the hell am i kidding i'm not gonna jump up and do 10. i might just not quite yet and i want to be able to move and you know etc cetera, etc cetera. so i knew I knew I still had energy. There was still fuel in my tank to go down. And I, you know, I, I couldn't handle the thought of going upstairs. Ada had said, well, if I'm in bed already, when you go, I won't get to watch you run. And when I came up after I did it, she said, you did it, mama. I knew you would do it and you wouldn't take the night off because it's too early to quit mama. What would that be? And I was like, Oh snap, I just got like ultimately called out by my nine-year-old, but in the greatest way because this is what I'm teaching her to be like. Yeah. Do not give up. Remain positive. Yes, have your moments. We will all have our moments where we lose our minds. Three losses. Yeah, here's a cake. Shove that in your pie hole. Be gluttonous. Be whatever you need to be. But don't walk around with that fuck me life or you know fuck my life attitude i can't handle it uh along with my spiritual side has become this belief in manifesting a great life which only makes sense it kind of goes with you know uh you attract your tribe with your vibe kind of attitude of course if you think positive is coming of course if you you know believe in that and believe in yourself of course how can wrong happen you're going to stumble you're going to stub your toe but you get your ass up and dust it off and do it i have no choice i have no job to go to after this i have to follow through with this i would be heartbroken if i didn't i have to believe that the space my eye is on is going to be mine it's mine mm -hmm. i've told you this if i sit and even think well good luck 
done. No good luck. There is no luck involved. There's hustle involved. So I wonder, like, I've watched you too do this. I've watched you go through your losses. I've watched you, you know, staffing stuff. We have created this relationship from the get-go, I think. I think our second second session, but was our first real session, mm-hmm. I sat you down and I allowed you to make big decisions. Are you passing me off to someone else or do you want to remain in this circle? And in fact, step up to the ringleader, now the chair that was now evicted, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you will. There's a spot at this table. You have your choice because the choice was not as straightforward as it would seem to some people. Mm-hmm. We can say that. It could have become incredibly uncomfortable, but you with your open heart, your open mind, accepting the outside parties with their respect for each other, maintained. And I think because of you, that respect was able to maintain. What was the most difficult situation outside of jujitsu? you had to deal with this last year and a half with me but not it doesn't have to be a situation with me can be you can be honest with it you know i'll take that crap ladies and gentlemen this message is brought to you by atb financial built to help albertans atb's campaign is here to answer questions commonly asked by albertans in these tough times fun fact ATB opened in 1938 to provide support to Albertans during hard times and has since supported Albertans through both the bad and the good. Especially with the unprecedented times we've been living in, ATB is here to help Albertans as Alberta slowly recovers from the effects of COVID-19. While we all know the downturn is not necessarily completely over, ATB was built to help Albertans as they try to rebuild and find their new normal. Even now, good advice is within reach. As you guys know, listening to our podcast as well, your financial situation today, tomorrow, or this very hour is why ATB is here. ATB will listen and help with the knowledge and solutions that you need right now. So why? Because ATB was built to help Albertans. For more information, visit ATB. It's a good question. I have to almost think, right? The the optimist in me is needing to think of and I, the, I am, the, the toughest moment, right? I was reluctant <clears throat> to ask the question mm-hmm. because I prefer it to be a positive, but I want to hear I want them to hear how you dealt with it and brought yourself out of it. I you know what? This is the thing that I, I think in the year of 2021, on a personal note, when you say outside of jujitsu, um, and to dabble into my personal life a little bit here is, I personally think that I got to really, there's a good side of this story where I got to really know what love feels like this past year. Mm-hmm. You know, like I truly believe that I fell deeply in love in 2021 Mm -hmm. right and through that experience i knew that i needed if it is going to go the direction it's now going and was going um that you know with chelsea i have to tell her every single good side of me but also every single one of my demons yeah that you know we've all had a past we've all done things we've regretted we've all you know bottled things up and haven't even told you know or yet to this day other people in our life so i knew no matter what people say about oh you never want to share anything with someone too early or this or that or like i don't know the whole bro culture of oh no what if this what if that and i was like you know what like i felt so let's just say vulnerable and so willing to share despite it even spiraling into what our beautiful relationship is today that you know i just i shared actions of my past that i 
obviously still to this day regret. I still to this day believe that it's not um, who I actually am as a person. Um, and and I told her, and I'll I'll just I'll never forget her response. And you know, she told me, "Is that still who you are?" And I said, "No." And then she says, "Well, first of all, I trust you, and, and second of all, it doesn't change anything." And I'll never forget. I broke down. I got emotional about it and got more emotional about it. And I just felt like, you know, pinch me, I'm dreaming. But you really realize that all of these things that you feel disgust you about yourself are just... It's a fabric of your own imagination that isn't your actual reality you're living today. It's just this false narrative you put in your head of feeling and thinking that every single person is going to shame you because of it. Um, and you know what? It, that's not the case. You know, you really realize that, you know, I know I always am starting to be a little bit more honest on the show and I know what that comes with. But I also realize that every listener out there might also battle in with some of their internal demons. But I just hope people realize that it's such, in my opinion, bullshit where you feel like there's parts of you that should never be told or there's things you should never say to your significant other or to your friends because that's just going to be shit they're going to have on you. Mm-hmm. That's things I've heard all my life. Oh, if things go south, be careful what they could put out on you. It's like, what? Like now, I mean, when I feel like, to answer your question, the biggest struggle I believe you asked was that was yeah. that it is yeah like was just struggling to come to terms with me actually needing to be more real and authentic and that stemmed from even how I showed up at work that stemmed from you know me actually being Kenny in every aspect of my life not corporate Kenny yeah. and then old brave Kenny and then old jujitsu Kenny like don't get me wrong there's so many different aspects of me podcast Kenny but it's like who you hear is who you get in every single scenario because I'm someone that struggled with uh, I wouldn't say this past year but this past year is where I started to feel like I was starting to become my own person but I always struggled with like just be who you who you think this person wants you to be in that moment you know morph yourself into who you think they're gonna um like you as and then now i'm like whether you like me or not this is who i fucking am and that came with that people pleasing mentality so i feel like this year i definitely like i just struggled in the beginning there to accept that hey no matter what outcome you got to be okay with it and the people that want to be in your life are going to continue to do so and if not then it's not your loss it's their loss and that's something that I really honed in on and hey you know what other people don't get lucky I shouldn't even say lucky but other people do not unfortunately get let's just say the the, the winning outcome that I feel like I got but through that I I could be honest I can never feel like I can lie not even a white lie anymore and I used to be the fucking king of that <laughs> I used to be able to do that no problem and it's sad right like it's like it's funny but it's also like it's kind of sad yeah. and I think that comes uh, culturally, I think that comes to who I decided to surround myself around in the past and just feeling like it's okay. Um, but no, like just be raw and honest. And I think I'm still struggling with this to this day is like, don't just give someone an answer that they want to hear in the moment to avoid, let's just say, a, a conversation that's going to possibly arise a debate or conflict. Yeah. But just, just be real. Yeah. And then ask, hey, you know what? Is this worth continuing tonight or tomorrow? You know, should we continue this conversation right now? Are we both ready for it? Are we both mentally ready to have this conversation? And, you know, like through that, you have to ask yourself that question. It's okay to put something on hold that's festering in your head, but not for too damn long, right? And then I'll just add to that is I've just gotten more comfortable with the the voice inside my head. And I notice I've always distracted myself, Tanya. That's what I struggled with, I'll be honest. Yeah. I kept myself so busy as I continue to do and one action, one small step as we were talking about previous that I'm taking on that habit is I'm not bringing my phone with me into the washroom. That's not easy. It's still right now. It's difficult. And I don't know, to some people it's like, what? But like for someone who's had a cell phone ever since he was 12 years old, I brought my phone in with me to the washroom. Um, so... Yeah, things like that, you know. I like it. I still stand by my, <laughs> I'm, this is my alone time in there. <laughs> what I think is uh, great to point out is, so along with the last few months of working on my 
manifesting and creating this really wonderful life, no matter how it'll be. Uh, you are probably, you know, one of the very few who know that my picture of a perfect life is incredibly unconventional with my marriage, with business, with how I have my children and how open I am with them. I think that can look however you want it. When I say I don't judge, I really don't judge. Uh, I add in the caveat, unless you're snorting cocaine off the top of your child's head. This is what I've always said. <laughs> yeah, that's just borderline. <laughs> you need child services. <laughs> exactly. So what I think is beautiful, though, is uh, I have been working along with this law of assumption that I've been introduced to. Thanks, TikTok. <laughs> is in there you know there's you can see hints of desperation from people uh some people would see it as oh they want to manipulate this certain person a specific person to make them fall into love whatever i this is not i'm here to make my life good however i want it good but the part a lot of people miss is they don't work on their sc their self-concept self-confidence, self-esteem, however you want to say it. Ultimately, all of the, the law of assumption, the law of attraction, all of this, if you are not carrying yourself high in high regards, none of this will come. This includes being comfortable enough with people to show your vulnerability. Uh, contrary to how I've lived the last, you know, six and a half years through, I mean, Pivotal has introduced me to, but I thought physiotherapy was for people who hit school buses with their cars. When I was 16, that's what I used physio for. I didn't know everybody could do it. I didn't know uh, there was people who would coach you, Merrick, which by the way, he just posted. Yeah, Marek got his one year anniversary. One year. Yeah, shout one out to, year. to Marek. Uh, you know, he's one of my sports consultants uh, and one of Tanya's as well over at Pivotal. And yeah, one year. Check out his book, guys. Mind over matter. Mind over matter. We love you, Marek. <laughs> uh, but just in how finding the right people to show your vulnerability. Now, don't get me wrong. In the last year and a half, I have been burnt by people I have shown the vulnerability to and my honesty that I live by. And they have like, bit back and you just kind of learn your lesson and you step back and you say, okay, well, I know where that wall is for you. I know where this wall is. It sucks. One time I had somebody say to me, why do you want to carry this wall around? Isn't that a heavy load? But I think it's just knowing your boundaries with people, mm. which again would be funny to hear coming out of my mouth because i'm on the from the outside known to not be good with boundaries i am actually very good with boundaries when boundaries are set so i want to know with personal training because for an eager human like you in my head when i think of kenny and this is totally in the best way <laughs> i think of this incredibly bouncy <laughs> golden retriever like yeah. just like like anytime i suggest something new whether it's for baking or for fitness whatever i could i could tell you I'm going out like after this, I'm taking the hubby out for a date Holy and you God. would bounce around like a golden retriever. So excited for me. So for someone who outwardly appears to get so invested in other people, I want to know the truth. Do you actually, do you go home and collapse and think, oh my God. Okay, tomorrow, tomorrow, I'm going to shut this all off. Because admittedly, I did this after Christmas. I said, nope, I see there's a few messages. I am taking a break. I mean, I was kind of forced into it with the cold, but it wasn't COVID. But do you ever just think, holy fuck, I'm just going to take a break. Even, even for an hour. Oh, of course. I mean, I wouldn't be human if I didn't, right? <laughs> uh, I, I think it's important for people to know that too, though. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, and I, I see what you mean because I have been 
put in the box of oh you're always on you have such high energy all the time or oh my god right like all that <laughs> right no but it, it makes sense and i mean okay so ways in which i do so right is creating those healthy boundaries right is i've been working on it leave work by six right go all, go all in go balls to the walls but leave work by six and by leave work by six don't check your emails after six you know what i mean Another thing is, okay, well, you go to jujitsu. For me, jujitsu is my physical therapy, but it also is my mental therapy, right? I'll go there some days. I won't nearly talk to anyone. I, 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 I've noticed that about myself lately. I actually don't put the on Kenny, the social Kenny on at jujitsu. I go, I train as hard as I fucking can, and I leave. It's no, with not much conversation. Maybe maybe once a week. Mm-hmm. I'll like I'll feel it. I want to. Yeah. That's my space where you don't really see the like vibrant, crazy, high energy, outgoing Kenny, but you see that in the performance of the art of jujitsu. Yeah, yeah. Of the act of it. I'm putting my energy in towards that. So I think just to answer your question is you have to recognize from what you've seen, you've seen on Kenny as a trainer for the most part, because I choose to be on very socially. Because uh, that's just like my added element, you could say, to training is like it's it's a very it's a social thing for me, where it's like, hey, you're gonna work hard and we're gonna talk, right? That's kind of how it is, yeah. right? So that that's the most part with all my clients now. So as far as like shutting my brain off goes, and strategies I've noticed to do so, so I can be on when I need to be on, is get eight hours of my sleep. That that's just a non-negotiable now, you know. Is I have to get eight to the point, Tanya, where let's be honest. Sometimes, yeah, sure, I have to be in work at nine, right? Have my one hour of, of like, let's just say, review of what the day looks like. I've created those boundaries enough where I'm like, okay, well, if I don't end up getting my eight, I get eight, I show up to work at 9.30 or 10. Okay, well, my day gets pushed an hour ahead. I'm either adding that extra hour of work into the evening or I'm pushing my shift to later in the day. Now, other aspects of it is, I recently so happily like let's be honest when you're in the personal training industry and when you start anything as I'm sure as you know as a baker now you're working seven days a week not having a day off but then you need to ask yourself how long am I going to do this until XYZ happens or how long am I going to do this for mm-hmm. right like there's you have to know how long yeah. it was only until I can't recall now I think maybe four months I took my Saturday off yeah. Yeah. don't have a client I train on a Saturday and, and you know what? That's been amazing for me because my Saturdays, I get to do whatever the hell I want on my Saturday. And mainly, let's be honest, it's filled with jujitsu, <laughs> podcasting, exactly. my own workouts, yeah. and then social, like go out at night, yeah. go have fun with friends. But I got a whole day to do that where guess what? I'm booking in myself. Every other day, six days a week, I have to book and I am booking someone else in for an hour, whether it be a physical activity or whether it be, uh, let's just say, a development opportunity for one of my trainers. That's a lot. And, you know, I and you will see, and my mother sees this the most, is I come home in the evening and you get quiet, Kenny. And I'll be honest, that does eat away at me and I want to work on that as I get older so I can actually, like, with the time I do have left with my parents give them outgoing Kenny they don't get outgoing Kenny a lot because they see the burnt out tired like let's just say it's just like used up Kenny <laughs> and I'm sure I'd still yet to have those conversations with them where they would like me to be more social but they also just respect what I do and sometimes it's just the very act of being present and, and being in one another's company is all they ask for yeah. so it's constant work in progress, um, you know, in, in terms of where I want to take this in the future is I do want to make sure that the reserves of energy I have are still kept for when I have kids. And that's something I've even spoken with you about. One of my biggest dreams is to be like a really, really present father and husband. Yeah. I really look and aspire to that because I feel like that's a big role you take on. That's something with any role I take on, I never want to half-ass. So um, it's just paying attention to that. And something I did more often through the act of training jujitsu and competing with how much I did this past year is, let's be honest, I didn't have to be away for that long. But I added those one or two or three days extra after to shut the phone off, not do anything client or training related, and just be in my own company or, or enjoy, have a vacation, have a little mini getaway. I was living off that idea of book two getaways ahead of you every time. 
and have something to look forward to. Because if you keep doing all that and don't have anything to look forward to for yourself, you will actually show up with a lesser version of yourself in front of the people where you do need to be on, especially if it's based off of what you do as a service, right? So it's so interesting to like, I love watching you talk. (laughs) I look like I'm like starry-eyed. I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not actually starry-eyed at Kenny. I'm... It's the words. So I've been very honest with you too. Yeah, not to cut you off, but yeah. we'll be able to uh, go for another three, four minutes. Three, four minutes. Right? Awesome. Do you hear that? <laughs> yeah. <see, it's> <laughs> I wish we had more time, right? But I think it's important to point out, like I had, I had what I refer to as the slutty 20s. Uh, not ashamed of it. I just think people get a little shocked. Uh, a 20-some-year-old male talking about how in the future he wants to be able to carve in time for future children and like build this life. I I don't think you're the only one, but it's a rarity. Mm. And I think it's your maturity level is one of the reasons and my lack of maturity level to 43. (laughs) We meet at about 30. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, I look 21, but... (laughs) So what I think the final point I kind of wanted to end on for you is how beautiful it is that you can recognize being vulnerable is helping you heal. So there's this uh, thing, it gets posted every year by my beautiful friend Paula, who also uh, was the other one competing at the WMBF. Yeah, congrats to her. Yes. So Paula will post this when the anniversary of it being posted originally will come up. And it's about a Chinese proverb about a broken cup, but they filled in the cracks with the gold. And so instead of the cracks being ugly cracks, you have these beautiful gold marbling coming through. And this is how I think of life. The gold is the positivity that you can bring into when the cracks occur. And buddy, I want to say you have added, I'm such an emotional freak. You have added a lot of gold to my life. Wow. So this is what I want you to think of when you're showing your vulnerability and opening up these cracks or wounds to Chelsea, to whoever, I hope we all just add in the gold to your cracks because you deserve it. Wow. That's one of the sweetest things that was ever said to me in, in 2022 and 2021 and Whoa, 2020. You're like, excuse me. I hope, I hope it's better. No, you know how I get when I get complimented though, right? I know. But uh, no, thank you. That, that seriously tremendously means a lot, Tanya. And, you know, just, just to add to your point there is, you know, what makes a beautiful cup with those gold crystallized, uh, you could say, uh, accessories to it is the fact that it, it takes more than one ingredient mm-hmm. to to make it appear so beautiful in the first place and you know i i second to that you know back at you right there's no one else i felt like i could have pictured who could have done such a good job of articulating what this journey has looked like this past year i mean i know we could have gone on forever but i feel like for the sake of time us talking about resistance and you know talking yeah. about vulnerability and bringing it back to you know how we consistently maintain that on and off switch is it's always a work in progress but it's something where honestly as i reflect and i continue to take each step forward you know with you with my family with my loved ones and friends it's just it's it's such a pleasure to see how much those components factor into who we are today yeah. you know so you know, I'd just like to end off on this and say, you know, if people were extremely enthused by your interviewing skills, you should strongly consider having your own sweet KA podcast. I mean, you know where you could do it. You know where the equipment is, right? I, honestly, I want to say, like, that was very well well done, Tanya. I appreciate you leading, uh, you know, leading the show here. And I'd like for us to just take the time to see if people wanted to continue to follow your journey and support you. Um, where can they do that? Uh, so on Facebook right now, I'm solely social media, sweet K&A, ampersand K&A uh, on Facebook. And then Instagram, you can look up sweet K&A or they underscore call underscore me underscore cake underscore 
boss. They call me cake boss. <laughs> there it is. Well, the one and only Tanya, thank you so much for your time. Like I said again in the beginning, guys, if you enjoyed this episode and you had any questions or you had any, you know, potential feedback based off how you liked it, you know, like us, review us, share us all across Spotify, iTunes, and every podcast platform you can find. And yeah, like I said, if uh, you got a birthday or a celebration coming up, mm. you know, they call me Cake Boss at Sweet K&A. has got your back. Mm. And a cigar. Uh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> well, thank you, Tanya. It's a pleasure. That's a wrap, guys. Thank you. Guys, thank you. Guys, thank you. Guys, thank you. Guys, thank you.